Welcome to Women Leading in Cannabis. I'm your host, Kira Reed. Thank you for joining us. Our guests today are Mandy Tingler and Mindy Galloway, hosts of the Mindy and Mandy Show. Welcome, ladies. Thanks for having us. Hello, hello. The Mindy and Mandy Show is created to build community, share stories, and have fun. They have met so many inspiring individuals in cannabis that have become close friends with them. They wanted a way to share their work, their accomplishments, and show who they are in the most authentic way. The show is produced at the Kamiya Manufacturing Warehouse, where Mindy and Mandy are both founders. Kamiya is a woman-owned social equity and legacy cannabis company, providing a pathway for pre-regulation manufacturers and cultivators to bring their time-tested formulations to market under the Kamiya brand name. I'm so excited to have you two here today. Yay, us too, us too. I know that you probably have a really great story about how you met and then came to launch the Mindy and Mandy show because you two have got some great chemistry. So I'm really curious to hear your friend and business story. Yeah. Um, well, Mindy and I actually met um, coming up on four years ago. And um, I had to say that we, we actually formally met through our other partner, Kimberly Cargyle. Um, but I will say that almost instantaneously when she introduced me to Mindy, I was like, this girl has got some really amazing energy. And I really just immediately fell in love with her heart um, and the way that she loves on our community, the way that she really ultimately at the end of the day wanted to inspire people. And that uh, really just rang true Um with what my core value is. And so it was really refreshing to meet somebody that um, seemed so similar, yet I also was really excited to learn from Mindy. Um, You know, we cross paths with certain people in our lives that we just feel a certain energy from and a certain vibration from. And so um, over the course of the first year of our friendship, there was a lot of questioning about the industry and the growth and where we were headed and what we would like to see the industry become. And so we had more and more conversation around uh, the development of our company, Kamiya, and the mutual goals that we had hoped to bring true to the industry. And um, ever since then, it's just been great charisma, great partnership, great... um, you know, mutually respectful and um, full of, I hope you feel this way, Mindy, honored and um, adored. So. <laughs> that is going to make my day. I'm going to be on a cloud for the rest of the day <laughs> after hearing that. I met, when I met Mandy, uh, there was just so much charisma. She has a natural spark and energy and life about her and a lot of just our values and what we were about and what we were passionate 
fueled the same things. I think that's really important when you are partnering with somebody or even, you know, being their friend or, or connecting with them in the community and that when your passions align, you can move that forward in a really awesome and authentic and beautiful way. We're both really passionate about the same thing you're passionate about, women in cannabis. Um, so the first kind of project that we did together, we screened Mary Jane's The Women of Weed at the Crest Theater here in Sacramento, and we connected on a lot of other events, and we just became really, really close friends. And having, you know, everybody has a, a different skill set, and we were just two pieces of the puzzle. We're very same in many ways, and we're very different in many ways, and it works out really well because when you're um, running your business, your team is everything. And you have to have those people on your team that, you know, through the good days and the bad days, you're going to support each other and you're going to find solutions to problems. And that's really what me and Mandy do every day. And we're really good at what we do. And I'm really glad yeah. and blessed. And I feel the same way to have her as a partner. And then the birth of the Mindy and Mandy show um, <laughs> really just was like, inevitable i think uh, mindy and i both secretly wanted to be like talk show hosts when we were growing up <laughs> oh so, um when covid happened um you know we had already kind of kicked around an idea of having some kind of a show of some capacity but we were so busy with the business that we just kept putting it on the back burner and then covid actually really forced us into taking this more seriously so over the course of the first couple of months we built a set inside Kamiya. we um, had to get creative with our budget to make sure that we had like furnishings and the avail availability to just make it cute and hire a really great videographer and things like that. So um, we got it all together and here we are. This past weekend, we just filmed uh, two episodes that'll be coming out in January. And then your episode launches today, hey. Kira. We had, we had you on and your episode will launch this afternoon. Oh, I'm so excited and nervous yeah. to do it at the same time. <laughs> so your your show is pretty funny, definitely much funnier than my show. So let's start this off before we get real serious with some levity. What is your favorite cannabis joke? Oh, God. <laughs> my favorite cannabis joke. I mean, honestly, there's a cannabis pun in pretty much everything that we do. Uh, God, I don't know that I have a favorite I'll go, joke. I can go first. My favorite okay. one is when people say it's, for, it's always 420 somewhere because there's always a time for you to stop and check and be like, okay, do I need a, to relax and light up right now? Um, yeah, so any time of the day, 24-7, it's, it's always 420 somewhere. So, Mandy, what is one of the funniest experiences in cannabis? The funniest experiences in cannabis are really endless. Um, I have to say... I have to say that probably the funniest things happen um, in conferences uh, during social hours, for sure. Um, I can say that the last time I was at um, MJ BizCon, I ended up um, hanging out with a group of people that I normally hang out with here in the Bay Area. And let's just say that we may have overindulged in some fun things. And we pretty much had the best night of our lives in Vegas. <laughs> it was beyond fun. And uh, 
I don't think this is the appropriate show to talk about all of that. But we will move on. Okay. So, Kamiya is the company that you're producing this show under. Tell us about Kamiya. Yeah. So um, like you said, so we are a legacy social equity and woman ran and founded company. Me and Mandy founded the company with our other partner um, and executive member, Kimberly Cargyle. And, um, you know, bringing the legacy manufacturers time tested products under the Camille label, we definitely saw a need um, to help industry transition, to kind of bring everybody together in a larger community and also create eco-friendly, health-conscious products for women. We definitely saw a need in the market for specific products that were, one, marketed towards women. The education was out there for people to learn about cannabis. And then for the health-conscious aspect, our new drink launch, which is coming out later this month and early 2021 is made with monk fruit. So it's sugar free, it's vegan, it's gluten free. So, you know, giving options and filling holes in the market where we see the need for different products on the retail shelves. Yeah. And it was really important to us too, to make cannabis normalized for women. There's uh, still a lot of stigma, as you know. I mean, I think that the more that states legalize cannabis, the more socially acceptable it's becoming. But there's still this misconception that if you are a cannabis consumer, that you must be some kind of drug addict mm -hmm. or you must have some sort of like in ineptability in life to to be successful. And um, Kamiya products are, are for your everyday woman. They're for people who want luxury. They're for people who want simplicity. They're for people who want uh, to know that they have safe and discreet methods to utilize cannabis. Um, and they also really, more than anything, I think, respect the fact that the leaders of this company are professional businesswomen and, and also moms, too. I mean, it doesn't really get much more normal, if you will, um, than a mom who wakes up and takes her kids to school every day and the kids are fully functioning human beings and then goes off to work and runs her company and, um, you know, has happy employees. There's, there's a lot to be said about um, beating down that stigma through Camille's efforts. And I really think that, you know, we're, we're on target with our goal here. We're, we're opening eyes and changing minds. You know, the ability to inspire through a brand in general is something that is really important and just to be as open and, and, you know, I use that word authentic all the time and it's because that's the truth. There's so many companies and so many different things out there that, you know, we just wanted to be completely real and do it for the right reasons, make the right choices. You know, that's why we decided to do eco-friendly packaging, you know, all of the different, um, input products we we you know tried to get for flower come from women farms legacy farms black and farms social equity farms just making the right decisions to move our industry forward in the best way possible and what are you too serious about what are you committed to when it comes to the cannabis industry like what is your industry mission yeah um that's a that's a very deep question um perhaps the thing that's the most 
in the forefront of our minds on a daily basis is, um, well, for me, three things. Number one, federal legalization is a really big priority for me. Um, I've been sitting on the board of directors at the NCIA for two and a half years. This is, I'm into my third year now and second term. Um, there's no greater honor and also no more important work than what we could possibly doing, be doing at the federal level right now. There's still people in prison for things, for doing things that we are out here making a living doing now, which is wrong. And federal legalization absolutely needs to happen as fast as possible. Um, so that's probably my first priority. And then secondarily, um, and I know this rings true for Mindy too, making sure that there is a strong pathway to applicants who qualify for social equity programs to not just start a business in the industry, but be able to successfully maintain that business in the industry very easy to get a lot of other companies to support the brands or um, future business owners, license holders, if you will, across the country. Lots of big companies want to come in and help us. I'm using air quotes, even though you can't <laughs> see me. Uh, they want to help social equity brands, but it's always because they're getting something major out of it. And I think that one of my and Mindy's goals um, is to really help people understand what social equity applicants and program quali um, qualifiers really need, which is just support and don't haggle us for pricing on our products and, and create a space in your place for women owned or social equity approved brands. I promise you, we won't disappoint you. <laughs> and then uh, last, but definitely not least is, you know, again, going back to, uh, creating a, a system or re-evaluating re and restructuring the system and the, the way that people are looked at for cannabis use. Um, I really look forward to the day where people see cannabis as a, a part of the whole you, the whole person. Um, we have an endocannabinoid system, for God's sakes, that um, has gone completely um, unfed for a decade, or excuse me, for a century and that is something that is absolutely got to change. Um, our bodies have been starved. And I just can't help but wonder, you know, what our world would look like today had cannabis not been outlawed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally different, different world. Um, there is so, so many things. My brain is crazy sometimes. And it's like, Oh, all these passions and these different directions that I want to take with my role and where I've put myself in the cannabis industry. But um, to start, you know, one is definitely being able to own a business and run my business in a way that I create it and not a way that's predetermined. I definitely think as a woman feminine leader, I like to value different things when it comes to the business um, landscape. So for example, um, having more stewardship versus hierarchy in the business, running the business from a heart-centered culture, heart-centered place. And that's something that I would really like to put out there and inspire a lot more um, businesses and in general bring a balance to the feminine and masculine energy in our society. So that's, that's a pretty deep part of it. Um, also to empower women. And then um, like Mandy was saying, you know, really – 
kind of have the standard for the health of the cannabis industry be what, um, you know, is healthy for social equity and have, have that be the forefront. And there is so many different aspects to it. You know, there's definitely people that qualify for social equity and they don't have that opportunity. So everybody who is qualified or has the ability to qualify there's only certain cities in the in the state that have social equity programs that they become strong allies for the equity community and we all help support each other i am um, sit on the board of the United Core Alliance in Sacramento, which is an organization founded by other social equity applicants as well. I also sit on the committee for the um, DICE, um, Diversity and Social Inclusion Committee at the California Cannabis Industry Association. And we're really hoping to move forward more legislation and um, corporate responsibility kind of plans. So if people do want to work with um, other people in the social equity landscape, they know exactly who to connect with, just making it really easy for other people to do that. And I definitely think it's um, it fuels me to be able to be somewhere and in a place and time where we can actually create change. So you're doing the different things, you're doing the work behind the scenes, but then you're seeing it unfold in front of you. And that is the most magical, one of the most magical things that um, happens in my life. And, you know, I'm really blessed and grateful because not everybody has that opportunity. And um, not everybody, you know, is, is able to do that in their respective industries. And so we as the cannabis industry have the opportunity to create something new and different and have it be better, you know, in hopes to inspire the rest of the nation and um, the world, possibly. <laughs> Changing the world over here. <laughs> a few weeks ago, I had Kimberly on as a guest, and she shared with us some of the experience you are having with raising money mm -hmm. for Kimia. What is hard and what hurts about raising money in cannabis and as a woman and what is the reward? Yeah, so thank you for asking that question. This is something that really uh, plagues our our mind on a daily basis. So um, the thing that hurts the most is that we know we're running an extremely ethical and very successful business. Um, this last year, we have done an amazing job showing just how diligent we are as business operators with um, managing our funds, with hiring and maintaining our team. Um, we did not lay anyone off during COVID at all. Uh, matter of fact, we hired people. That's amazing. Um, we continue to make smart business decisions. Um, what I will tell you is that as a woman, it's... Um, a little frustrating, not a little, a lot. I'm going to be straight up a lot. It's very frustrating um, to know that you're doing something really dynamic. I mean, we have multiple revenue streams coming in through our business. We have showed our pro forma and our deck to a number of uh, people who have successfully raised funding in this industry. Yes, mostly men. Mm -hmm. And they have all said that our pro forma is very good, that what we've been able to do in this short period of time on the limited funds that we have raised is incredible. 
Um, and I will say that we've done things at Kamiya that would take most companies millions of dollars to accomplish. And we've done it on under a million dollars. Just so we did it on about $600,000 straight up. And we continue to operate every day. But the thing that's the most mind blowing is watching big giant corporations like, you know, your med men's, if you will, or, you know, other ones that I, I won't name by name, but um, they literally have millions of dollars that they're just throwing out the window because they don't know what they're doing. They've never run a business in this industry before. And they think that they can come in and operate it just like they did in the traditional corporate world. And those rules just, for the most part, don't apply here. So that part has been um, a really hard pill to swallow when we see our male counterparts um, attempting to do something really financially front loaded and then not experiencing the level of profitability that they had expressed to their investors that they would reach. And then you have us on the other spectrum that um, pay cash for everything up front. We don't rack up bills with other people. We spend wisely. We plan our spending. We know where it's going and when it's going there. And we just really continue to struggle to get funded. Mm -hmm. um, that said, I do believe that the person who is supposed to be the Kamiya partner uh, financially is close by. I feel the energy for that. And so if you're listening <laughs> and you're that person, please reach out to us. Um, there was a second half to your question. You said, what was the reward? The biggest reward is honestly for me, it's seeing our employees be successful at what they do. They, they took a risk on us too. You know, they came to us and, and they left other jobs because they believed in what we're doing at Kamiya. Um, we have a staff that just, they, they, they appreciate what we're trying to do for the industry. They love um, us as leaders and they respect us as leaders. And so uh, to me, that's perhaps the biggest reward. And then obviously being able to see and hear all of the wonderful stories that our consumers are share with us about our products. Um, those rewards are pretty damn amazing. <laughs> For me, I would say that financing is ultimately the number one barrier to entry for many people in the cannabis space, especially legacy women-run companies and also um, people of color, social equity companies. You only women only see what is it like three percent of venture capital funds. One point seven. Yeah, when in general and in other industries as well. I do believe personally that it's a tribute to familiarity. So if there were more women investors, and I do believe that we would see more investments towards women-run companies, I would personally love to be able to do that in my future to invest in women-run companies as well. And um, you know, when we go out there we take a different approach. Like I said, we definitely have a, a different energy, a different vibe about us. We don't um, overboast. We're very thoughtful with what we do. We're very detailed. And we um, take action instead of talking. And while that is very rewarding for us to see, you know, when you're up against somebody that maybe boasts their numbers or, you know, has, has different connections. You know, we were in the cannabis world 
for many, many years forced to be a small business through Prop 215, and then all of a sudden you need millions of dollars. Yes, I can run a cannabis company. Do I know very many people with millions of dollars? Not really. <laughs> so that's um, where a lot of it has come from us. But it is not as the rewarding and the hard part is getting yourself out there, networking, you know, networking is the most important thing. And then being able to meet as many people as possible. And I would also say another one of the most rewarding things is the people that we do. So we do have seed investors, you know, people that have helped us and are committed to our company. And we just had like a shareholders meeting last week. And um, to be honest, I was really nervous at, at first. And then after the call, I just felt so much energy and I felt so alive because I knew every person on that call fully supported us. They believed in us and what we what we were doing and they were so excited about our updates and and what's to come for the next year so like manny said i do think that when we do find and that person is very close then it they're just going to be such a dynamic wonderful part of our team and um that is going to be really really rewarding when that happens <laughs> that's amazing that's so cool Mandy, I, I want you to listen to something that you said at the Lady Jane Society event last year. You wrote just the most incredible speech, and I really wish we had time to play it in its entirety. And maybe one day we will put it up online. <laughs> but when you said this particular it gave me chills. So let's listen, and then you can both tell me a little bit more about what you meant by that on the other side. Okay. We are the women of the cannabis industry. We are very literally in this moment and every moment that you walk a step in this industry for the next several years you're creating history yeah we're creating history we are tell we're me more about that history right now this um this this is a movement this is a movement it's been a movement it was a movement far beyond um my wildest imagination until i became a huge advocate um you have always um felt that this industry was going to leave a massive imprint on our the way we handle our society it's it's going to be changing historically changing the way we take care of ourselves um medicinally it's going to change the way that we educate our physicians and the way that we educate our mental health practitioners it's going to um, create a pathway, I believe, for women to become um, at least 50% of the executive office holding in, in this industry in comparison to other industries that are dominated by male leadership. Um, I do believe that we as a culture um, are setting setting wrongs right. And um, there's no better feeling in that in throughout the course of history um, than to be able to right wrongs. Um, when I think about all of my idols, um, people that I have looked up to and respected um, ever since I was a young girl, they've all been people who have made a significant impact on history. And I hope that someday um, when my grandkids are my age, they'll look back at the brave work that all of us did and, and the people that came way before I did and really recognize and respect the 
courage that this took to stand up when the rest of the world was saying we were doing something wrong. Um, I really hope that someday um, we are all in the history books for changing the culture of the way this plant is received and, um, and that we get written in the history books for the science behind this plant that has um, starved us as an industry, that we've been starved from as a society. So um, that's really what I meant. And I also really feel strongly that anybody who's in this industry or even maybe not working and earning a living from this industry, but um, an advocate from being a cannabis consumer standpoint, if you are using this plant in any capacity, you are an advocate. And you should feel empowered and, and proud of the decision that you're making and know that um, what you are doing is a step of bravery in the right direction. And there is thousands, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people wanting to take that step forward with you. Um, so be proud. You are changing history in your small or large way, it, it doesn't matter. You're making an impact in somebody's future. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. Okay. We are unfortunately running very short on time now, ladies. So I'm going to condense the last two questions into one because I really want to give you the opportunity. I want to hear what you have to say. Quickly, what are you most excited about 2021 and where can people reach you? <laughs> I'm most excited about an investor coming to Kamiya so that we can keep rocking. <laughs> um, and actually, I really am very excited um, to show the world all of the the cool things that we have up our sleeves. And uh, what about you, Mindy? What are you most yeah, excited about? Yeah, I'm excited just to, to reach more people and in a different way, get really creative about more virtual, more videos, going into a new direction and really being a beacon for people to come to Kamiya to find us and then to, you know, see um, what products we have and how our products can help them with their everyday lives. So we have all of this, the dispensaries that our products are located in, in our website. So it's www.kamiamfg. It's K-H-E-M-I-A-M-F-G.com. You can also follow our socials at Kamiya MFG, so Facebook and Instagram, and follow the Mindy and Mandy show to know when we have new episodes and, and different guests on our show as well. Yeah, we have our YouTube channel at the Mindy and Mandy show. And also, you know, duh, the other thing we're looking forward to in 2021 is going back to our social mm -hmm. events. I miss my people mm -hmm. so bad. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Well, thank you, Mindy and Mandy, for your time and for sharing your journey with us today. Oh, thank you so much for having us on your show. This is so fun. It, it was. And I really, I look forward to deeper conversations in the future as, you know, we both grow in our businesses and, and in the industry. I really appreciate you both sharing your insights with us today. Thank you. Thanks, Kira. Ladies, thank you for tuning in. If you haven't yet joined the Women Empowered in Cannabis community, go to our website, womenempoweredincannabis.com, and find your group, Supply King, CBD and Hemp, and the recently launched Women of Color. WEIC is a community that provides resources, connections, events, and content to women working in cannabis in the U.S., Canada, and around the world where there's an interest in cannabis legalization. We welcome women who are currently working in cannabis or curious about taking the leap into the industry. 
Join us next week for another conversation with women leading in cannabis. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. If you're looking for ways to utilize cannabis to keep you healthy, strong, and sharp, come join us every Wednesday where we dive into the best ways to use cannabis to optimize your life. Topics include cannabis and athletics, cannabis for productivity, cannabis for anxiety, cannabis for a healthy immune system, and so much more. If you're a curious connoisseur, this show is for you. So please head over to our page and we're looking forward to seeing you this week. Bye.